If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. If I want work-life balance for myself, I want that for my team. If I want to work from a place of peace and not urgency, I want that for my team. I don't, as a boss, reserve these special privileges for myself. I want them for the people who are helping me do this work. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Let me just say it had been way too long since I had gotten to hug my teammates in person. And all of that changed just a few weeks ago when I flew myself and 12 of my employees and contractors out to Scottsdale, Arizona for some much needed rest and relaxation. Now, if you didn't know, our small but mighty team is entirely remote and all of the powerhouse women on my team own their role from all over the country, even Canada. Now, after a few very long years of not being able to do a team retreat, thanks to the entire world shutting down, a few babies being born and other life transitions, we were finally able to go on a team retreat and spend some much needed time together as a team. And since our team has gone through some changes, very good ones, might I add, we've added a few new faces. There were an entire handful of people on my team who I had never even met in real life. We get to have our every other week Zoom calls, but literally nothing beats seeing each other in person, face to face. Like I love the fact that my business has grown to this place where I get to do work with hilarious, beautiful, driven, and accomplished women who share my vision. I often think of it as if I am the visionary of my message, these women are my missionaries. It was so fun. We did a lot of relaxing. Instead of doing a typical team retreat where we're planning or we're working or we're launching or we're strategizing, I just wanted it to be this really focused time of connection. There was absolutely no agenda beyond going to the spa. We had a few dinner reservations and I just wanted 
time to be together and to get to know my new team members and for them to get to know me. It was super fun. One night before dinner, I shot new headshots for every person on my team. I dusted off my camera, got back into my photographer mode, shot brand new headshots, and I was editing them on the way home from the retreat and just thinking to myself, wow, like I can't believe my business is at this place where I can support this many people and they can support me. And it was so fun. I posted this Instagram reel of us doing that, you know, classic self timer dance that I have 100% mastered over the years. And I asked you for your questions about cultivating an amazing team culture. And you asked some really great questions. I am so excited to dive into your questions in this special Q&A episode. So whether you're thinking about hiring your first VA or you're building a small but mighty team of your own, I hope my answers to your questions meet you wherever you are in your journey and get you dreaming about who you want in your corner, helping you do the work that you were born to do. All right, let's get started. Pop quiz. Who do you think is more popular these days, Taylor Swift or ChatGPT? Now, although our feeds are flooded with hype around the era's tour, ChatGPT is actually beating Taylor Swift in search volume, which tells us that the AI revolution is upon us. That's why HubSpot's brand new AI-powered tools, Content Assistant and ChatSpot are all the rage. Content Assistant helps you brainstorm, create, and share content in a flash, all inside a super easy-to-use CRM. And ChatSpot, which runs on OpenAI's GPT-powered tech, automates all the manual tasks inside of HubSpot to help you engage more customers, close more deals, and scale your business faster. Both are designed to help you get more done, stand out amongst the competition, and work smarter, not harder. Find out more about how to use AI to grow your business at HubSpot.com slash artificial dash intelligence. Again, that's HubSpot.com slash artificial dash intelligence to check out these tools for yourself. The first question comes from the Kayla Duran, and she asked a lot of amazing questions, but this one really stood out to me and feels like a great one to kick off this Q&A. So Kayla asked, what positions do you hire out and do you hire employees, subcontractors, or both? So first, I just want to paint this picture because I know that there's going to be someone listening to this who's like, I am doing everything. I am just little old me, solopreneur. That was me for about five years of my business. So I am over a decade into entrepreneurship. The first half of my business, it was me. I was wearing all the hats. I was white knuckling everything. I was resistant to get help. And so if that is you, I just want to paint the possibility through today and remind you that you can start very small. I started very small with hiring a VA. And I tell this story inside of my book, How Are You Really? But I was so reluctant to hire a VA that my girl, Caitlin, had to reach out four different times offering her help and her services to me. And on the fourth outreach, I had just gotten the news that we had lost another pregnancy. And it was one of those times in your life where you're like, I need to be in the fetal position and I cannot respond to emails. Emails don't even matter right now. And so it took me getting knocked to my knees in order to like open my hands up and loosen the grip on white knuckling my business. And so you might be there. If you are, that is okay. But I love Kayla's question about what positions do you hire out? So let's start there. Let me break down the structure of my team right now. And then I'll kind of explain how I'm doing it in terms of employee versus contractor and how I approach that specific topic. So 
Right now we have five people on my payroll and we have about seven to eight people on retainer or they are contractors. So when I look at my payroll, it's five people that I am paying salaries for. They are full time with me. And then the rest are contractors. And typically speaking, the contractors are serving more than just me. I am not their only client, but they are an intimate part of our brand. So if we were looking at like an org chart for my business, right now, I would be at the top as the visionary and the CEO. And then right below me, we now have four project managers that own their specific area of the business. So we have a project manager for the podcast, for my online courses, for our content creation, and then for our affiliate partnerships. Now, this is kind of new for me. And what I'm thinking about and working with my team on is... I likely need to get someone as a buffer between the project managers and me. And this is kind of a shift internally because my incredible integrator, Marissa, is moving into this project management position where she's going to manage all of our affiliate partnerships and launches. And that was out of a deep desire for her to move into more of a part-time role as a mom. And so we're kind of still working this out. But ideally speaking, you would have the visionary, then you would have the integrator, and then I would have my four amazing project managers. Now, what's very exciting is that two of those project managers are brand new hires, brand new roles within the company. So one is overseeing the online courses, which is amazing. To have help in that area has been so incredible because we are doing some really big stuff with my courses. And then another new one is our content project manager, which now I'm like, how do we survive so long without this role? But essentially, Hannah is now overseeing all of the brand's content, making sure it's cohesive, making sure it makes sense, making sure that our emails are matching our Instagram posts, that the podcast is playing into the big overall content scheme. And it's been amazing. And then Marissa will be moving into her new role. So I mean, theoretically, three out of four of those are brand new. Then below the project managers are our team members that specialize in a certain area. So we have an incredible graphic designer on retainer. We have a copywriter on staff. And then we also have a support person who has been with me for nearly seven years who handles all customer support, email support. Then if we're talking about contractors, now these are like experts in their area. And like I said, they typically have more clients than just me. So we have a Facebook ad strategist. We have our chat funnel strategist. And then we have our tech specialist. And so these three women, while they may serve other clients or they're technically contractors, they are in our Slack weekly. They'll jump on team calls. They're a huge part of our business. And so when I think about my team, I absolutely think about our contractors. It was really interesting because... The whole reason for the retreat was just mainly to connect. The thing is, is that most of our business is done through Slack. And so we're chatting with these people, but in adding a handful of new team members and really trying to kind of get them onboarded and into the business, I really thought it was so crucial that we connect with one another, that we know one another, that we understand each other. And so we just came out of one of our biggest launches, the biggest launch internally that we've ever done within my business. And typically speaking, after a launch, I'll do some fun bonuses for my team members as a massive thank you for all of the work that went into a large undertaking like a launch. But instead of doing bonuses this time, I said, how does everyone feel about a team retreat? 
And everyone was so excited. And so that's why this wasn't like a super strategical meetup. It was more a massive amount of gratitude and gratefulness to my team, which is why I treated them to the spa and some wonderful food. And it was just like this really great gathering. And so there's so much value in investing in the connection of your team. And since we literally hadn't met since before COVID, it just felt really special. I think that as a visionary and the CEO, it's really important for people to know me offline and to see who I am offline and to have those conversations outside of Slack and to really connect with the brand and the mission and the message But beyond that, I also think it's so crucial that your team is connecting with one another, that they understand each other, that they're learning about each other, that they value and respect each other. And it was just so cool to watch everyone mix and mingle. Something that I was so impressed by is with 12 women, most of whom have never met one another, there was zero clicks. I would look over and people would be talking to different people. We sat by different people every single night. It was just this really beautiful meeting place. Like I can't even describe it. So when I'm hiring out, typically speaking, if I want somebody to be all in on my business and that is what they're going to do is specifically full time, that is when I usually try to opt for having them on salary. They can also get benefits like 401k and If they are someone who say is part-time or they are serving multiple clients, then I generally like to keep that as a contractor. When I just recently did my hiring where I hired a few new people, I had very candid conversations with them about what is your preference? What is your goal here? What is your vision in growing with a company? And getting really honest about that. And I love to keep that conversation super open and fluid because I'm willing to do whatever my employees want to do whatever benefits them the most. And so I like to keep that super open as a boss because I just want to support them in the way that I best can. And so to me, it doesn't necessarily matter if someone's a contractor or a salary team member. I treat them the same. They are a part of my team. They are a critical part of my business or they wouldn't be here. And so that just feels like minutia to me. But I want to make sure that whatever we opt for is in the greatest support of the team member and their life and what their goals are. The second question comes from creating me in MN, Minnesota. How do you find someone who aligns with your team culture during the hiring process? Do you have red flags or green flags that you look for? So I have done a few episodes on this podcast. I have a very interesting hiring process, though I absolutely swear by it. So what was really interesting is in our recent round of hiring, we hired three new people who are all now project managers. And what was beautiful about this process is that two of them came recommended from someone else in my industry. A peer in my industry had some big team transitions in the last year. And so some of her past team members had applied for my positions. And what was amazing is that one, I love my peer and I trust her recommendations. And two, I knew that they had kind of a knowledge of this industry, this background. They understand this business model. 
And so what was amazing is when I posted that I was hiring, she reached out to me and was like, I have the perfect people who are very interested in working for you. And so that very much simplified the process. However, that has never happened before. So if you're listening and you're like, well, good for you, but how does this make sense for me? Let me share the other process that I still followed through on and it still works. So I swear by LinkedIn for hiring. I love LinkedIn because a lot of times when we go to hire, we have to think about like, oh my gosh, I need to create an application. Then I need to ask all these questions. Then I need to know how to analyze their answers. Then I need to figure out, do we want to get on the phone call? Then I need to do... And it's like all of these really overwhelming steps that kind of paralyze you from ever beginning. What I love about LinkedIn's hiring process is that people just submit their LinkedIn profile as their job application. So you could ask a bunch of questions or you could just look at their past experience. And for me, at this stage of my business, I want people that at least have some sort of experience in the area that they are applying for. So it's very easy for me to quickly scan through our submissions and see, okay, does this person have some sort of experience that would help them do a great job at this position that I'm hiring for? And so we use LinkedIn for all of our hiring, even with this go around. And it was amazing. For example, with our podcast producer position, Kylie, was leaving to run her own show. And so I had her who was still on my team at the time, help me to hire her replacement. What's beautiful is, is that I have been so fortunate to have incredible team members so that even if they were to leave and transition, which has been like 1%, they are willing to help find the best person to take over their part of the business. It's like their baby and they want to hand their baby over to someone that they trust. And so Kylie and I had a Google spreadsheet we marked down 10 names of people that we were really curious about or interested in based on their experience, their LinkedIn profiles. Then we narrowed it down to three. I actually got on the phone with all three people that had caught my eye and interest. One of them was the recommendation from my peer, and we ended up hiring her. And what was interesting is, is that in doing those three calls, I had very visceral reactions to each person. And I knew immediately like, oh, this person is brilliant. They could bring a lot to the table, but their experience isn't aligned with this type of business model. Or this person is really driven, but they seem to thrive in an in-person environment. And this is a fully remote position. So I don't necessarily think this is the right fit. And so... What I look for in terms of finding someone who aligns with the team culture is one, do I like this person, right? I care about your knowledge and skills that you're bringing to the table. I want for you to at least kind of have an understanding, but I also know and believe that I can teach and train you to have the skills that you need to do your job well. But do I like you enough to want to do that? Do I see myself wanting to be at a team retreat with you and have you hanging out in my hotel room? Like those things matter to me. And I also look for things like good work ethic, but also balance. Our team has a really fascinating culture, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. But I want my team to have full lives and their lives are going to include their work, but I don't necessarily want people whose lives revolve around work. I think that's great. Like as a boss, you're like, that's so cool. But at the same point too, that's going to lead to burnout. And I don't want people on my team for a hot minute. I want people to grow and evolve as the brand grows and evolves. Most of my team members now have been with me for over four years. Our turnover rate is nearly non-existent. 
And I think that that's a really powerful thing, especially in this day and age where most people transition out of jobs every two to three years. And so when I am thinking about team culture, I am thinking, okay, is this person in it for the long haul? Do they understand me, my brand, and my mission? Are they familiar with the ways that we serve? Do they understand this business model and does it make sense to them? And are they strategic in helping us evolve? It's been really fun having some new people on the team because one thing that I pride myself in and our team in is that we are so good at implementing. We will create an SOP, a standard operating procedure or you know, a framework. And man, we are so good at following through. But what I love about having new people is oftentimes they'll have new ideas. They'll challenge our way of thinking. They'll bring something exciting to the table or an experiment to the table. And I love that. And so it's been really fun having this fresh energy on the team and taking kind of, here's what has worked for us. Here's what's working for us. What else do we want to try? What do we want to do? And so... Your gut and your intuition are so powerful. And if you are in tune with them, I feel like the hiring process can be a lot more simplified than we make it out to be. I have hired people for roles that they didn't even apply for because I knew in my gut that this person would add value to the team and that I wanted them to grow with the team. For example, Brooklyn, who is my copywriter. She is one of the most hilarious people I've ever met. She is incredible. She applied for my podcast producer position nearly five years ago. She would have made a terrible podcast producer, Brooklyn. I love you, but you also know this. She is the most incredible copywriter on the planet. She is a Swiss army knife with words. She has helped me on so many different projects. It is incredible what she can do. What's fascinating is, is that she applied for an entirely different position. And when I interviewed her for that position... I knew that I needed her on my team. I didn't even have an open position at the time. I created a position for her. And now she's been with me for five years. And I could not imagine my business without her. But as a leader, it's so important to pay attention to your intuition and to really like ask yourself, like, can this person add value? And what does that value look like? And am I willing to grow with them as they learn how to do that? And if those answers are yes, then hiring is an amazing move quick recommendation for you. If you love Gold Digger, check out My First Million hosted by Sam Parr and Sean Purry. Brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, My First Million features guests like Alex Ramosi, Sophia Amoruso, and Rob Deerdeck. They're sharing their secrets on how they made their first million and how to apply their learnings to capitalize on today's business trends and opportunities. I was just listening to them talk about Sean's AI plan dinner with tech billionaires, something I cannot relate to, but I am utterly curious about. And it was honestly so clever and also hilarious how he used ChatGPT to create the menu. You're going to love their candid business conversations, industry observations, and world-class advice. Listen to My First Million today, wherever you get your podcasts. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. 
A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. True or false. Pinterest is just a social media site. Well, you know what? It is absolutely false. Pinterest is also a search engine. And while you're busy pinning outfit inspiration, home decor, and the perfect margarita recipe, your people are trying to find you on the platform. And chances are they can't. And that is a massive bummer. But the good news is, is that we can change that. Let me give you my ultimate cheat sheet for Pinterest absolutely free. It is seven pages to walk you through Pinterest and show you why your business needs to be using the platform, not just for social purposes, but also to drive traffic to the things that you're working so hard on. Hop onto Instagram and DM me the word ultimate and I'll send you this absolutely free guide. Grab the ultimate cheat sheet to Pinterest that holds your hand and shows you the best way to capture your dream client's attention, the anatomy of creating the perfect pin, and how to get started leveraging this awesome traffic source. DM me the word ultimate and I'll deliver your free guide. Happy pinning. Okay. Our next question is this. Cecilia Jewelry asked a juicy question. So she said, how do you lead while being a friend to your employees? Have you found the balance between the two or have you had to separate work and friends and not let the two overlap? This is hard for me and also not hard for me. So let me explain. I love my team. I love my team. I love every single person on my team. I would go on a girl's trip with each person on my team. Like I love my team so much. And I feel like what's so interesting is when I'm around other people who have similar sized businesses, they do not feel that way. Now, I probably cross boundaries unintentionally in the sense of like, they are my friends and they also work for me. And I think that we've come up with a really beautiful blend of how that looks so that it doesn't get convoluted or too complex. I end my team call saying, I love you. Like, I genuinely love, respect, appreciate, admire my team so much. And I love hanging out with them. Like when I think about our team retreat, we were joking because I'm like, whose bachelorette party is this? Like, let's pretend that we're at a bachelorette party and not a work trip because that's just how it feels. Like that's the energy of it. So here's how I think that we separate this well is that I've gotten so much better at this because of my team member, Marissa, but I am someone who immediately jumps to business. Like when I craft an email, I am like all business. And then I have to go back to the beginning and be like, 
hello, so-and-so, I hope you had a wonderful weekend with your family. And then I jump into business. Like I have to add in like that personal outreach part before I go into business, because naturally speaking, when I open up my laptop, my brain goes straight to business. And so within our communications, we're very mindful of like human first, work second. But when it comes to our friendships, I do not text my team about work. And I'll talk a little bit more about this. But if we are communicating just as friends, no work talk, that's when we'll text. So for example, Marissa and I on my team, we talk every day. And over the weekend, I miss her. Like I'm used to talking to her all day via Slack. So sometimes on the weekend, we'll text each other like, how are the kids? What are you up to? How's your weekend going? We do not talk about work in that way. And so there is that separation there. But I will say that as someone who is running a personal brand and business, to me, I think it is so important that my team feels connected to me and feels connected to the mission that they are helping spread out into the world. And I don't want to just be seen as a boss. I want to be respected as a boss, but I also want to be there to walk through life with them. Because if I want them to be on my team for multiple years, there is going to be a lot of life happening. And if life is going to come first and business is going to come second, then there has to be that level of friendship. So it's a very fine line to walk. I'm sure that there are people listening to this that are like, that is not good. Like you should just be this boss figure, but that's just not who I am. And that's not how I lead. Autumn Rose Interiors asks, how do you stay super effective and world-class in the work you all produce while also valuing flexibility and work-life balance as a remote team? So first off, I just love that world-class comment. I don't feel that, but I receive that. Thank you. So this is great. So how do you balance being super effective and flexibility and work-life balance? So here's what I will tell you. We are always working ahead. So for example, we are right now as we speak over a month ahead in terms of everything. Content creation, podcast production, we are always working ahead. And I believe that in anticipating the future needs, we are able to be more present, less urgent, and have so much more balance. Because even if we start to get stressed about something, chances are that something is happening three to four to five to six weeks in the future. And when we remind ourselves of that, we can take an exhale, take a beat, and remember that nothing here is urgent. And so I believe that we are really effective and we follow these frameworks that we've created within our business to a T so that everything is done up to the standard which we hold. But we also are anticipating the future needs. Therefore, we are not rushed in the present. And I think that is the secret sauce to everything. I have been behind the scenes of brands that you know and love. I've been in the offices of companies that you've probably given your money to. And I've seen the level of stress and burnout and urgency and panic. And like that is not an environment. Even saying those words, I have this like reaction in my chest. That is not the environment that I want to work in. And that is not the environment that I want for my team. Something that I often come back to for myself and my team in my life is that The things that I want for myself, I also want for my team. If I want work-life balance for myself, I want that for my team. If I want to work from a place of peace and not urgency, I want that for my team. I don't, as a boss, reserve these special privileges for myself. I want them for the people who are helping me do this work. 
And so it's been really big in terms of like anticipation and planning and just creating that culture of like, we are always ahead. That's just how we work. That is what we do. We love to be ahead. And the other thing is, is that having these boundaries around communication and expectation. So like I said, we only use Slack to communicate to one another. So if you aren't aware, Slack is on our computers. You can have it on your phone. I do not require my team to have it on their phone. I do not require my team to have notifications turned on. And we are super respectful at doing things like scheduling messages. If we're working late at night, we schedule the message to drop during business hours the next day. We're very mindful of noticing if someone has their light green, which means they're on or the light off. We usually preface almost every single message with this is non urgent. But can you take a peek at this when you have a moment? So again, just communicating, take your time on this, it's not urgent. And then if we want to use our cell phones for work in the sense of like, if I need to voice text you something, or if I need to call you, we ask for permission first in Slack. And then when the person says yes, then you can get on the phone with them. The reason why is, is at any given moment, my children can come running into my office. And if my phone is always being used for work, I am constantly being taken out of my life. And again, what I want for myself is what I want for my team. I don't want my team to be on a coffee date with their mom and all of a sudden their phone is blowing up and now their brain is not with their mother. It's on work. I want to protect people's peace. And I also want them to have a life outside of work. And so having those boundaries and that communication and expectation around what that looks like has been so huge. And there's just this deep level of respect for one another when we approach work that way. We also are really good at connecting and empowering one another. So something that's been really interesting with hiring new positions is figuring out, okay, how much do we lead? How much do we empower them to figure it out themselves? What does that look like? How do we set those expectations? And so it's been this process of figuring out, okay, this is now your area. You own this area, but I don't expect you to know everything right off the bat. So if you have questions, come at me with your questions. Let me make sure I can guide you in a way that allows you to have that sense of ownership. So something that's been really great is having my new team members send me, here's my priorities for the week. Here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm going on. Do these need to be adjusted? And just learning to think in the way that I might be thinking about their role or their position or the tasks that they need to complete. And then teaching them, okay, here's how I would look at this. Here's what I would think about when doing this. And I was on a mastermind call the other day with some other female entrepreneurs. And one of them was talking about how like, oh, like I have to review everything. My team isn't getting it right. It's just like double work for me. And I was like, well, when you review it, record a video of you reviewing it and explain why you're changing things or what you're looking for or why it isn't formatted the way you want it formatted and empower them. Your team wants to do things right. They want to hand over the finished product and have that gold star on it. And if you are constantly cleaning up behind them, but not explaining what you're cleaning up or why you're doing it, you're not empowering them to understand that. And so I've had to catch myself with new team members being like, okay, let me just walk you through why I'm doing it this way. And what's amazing is, is that they're so excited to understand that then the next time they come back, it's better and it keeps getting better and better and better. And so connecting and empowering the team to one another. So saying, Hey, go to this person. If you need help on this, or this person understands how to do this, ask them those questions. So connecting them to each other so that they're not always tethered to me. And then also finally is using a project management software where 
everyone is in it. Everyone is utilizing it. Everyone understands it. So we use monday.com. If you want to see how we use it, go to jennalovesmonday.com. That's jennalovesmonday.com. It is amazing. We have been using it for over four years. I swear by it. It is always open on my computer. It is where we manage every project from start to finish. I can see exactly what my team is working on. My team can add tasks to my to-do list when they need me to review something or to add input to something or to outline something. And so everyone is on that system. And it just helps to create this simplicity and this ease so that at any given moment, I can log in and know exactly where my team is at and what they're doing. And even if you are listening to this and you are a solopreneur, getting a project management software where you are utilizing it is an amazing first step at almost hiring a virtual assistant who is the software. But this will allow you when you make that first hire, you have a system where you can just hand it over to someone else. They can adopt it. They don't have to be a mind reader in order to be successful. And so monday.com has been what we swear by. We love it. We use it. It is beautiful. It is customizable. It is amazing. And we tried all of the other ones. And that was the one that we really loved and have stuck with for years. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay. The last question that we got, and this was a big question. So Kat Caldwell Myers, Sequoia Health Primary Care, Creating Me and MN all asked, how does our team handle conflict? Here's what's so interesting. When I tell people that I have a team of 12 women, I feel like people imagine like selling Sunset or like Vanderpump Rules where like these women are catty. They are out for each other. They're dating each other's boyfriends. Like, 
that is not the vibe or the energy of this business. And it was so interesting when I saw this question because I have had team members now for nearly seven years. And I genuinely cannot remember a time where I was stressed out because of conflict within the team. It's fascinating. I do think that what is beautiful, especially about doing something like a team retreat, is that our team gets to really be in the flesh with one another and understand one another. So for example, I have two team members who are night owls. I will laugh, but they will send me their work at like 6.30 in the morning when I am waking up, they are going to bed. Learning about them and the way their brains work or why they tend to work at night versus during the day, all those things, it leads me to respect that and to understand that about them. When I think about potential team conflicts, most of the time they are just head-on addressed if there's something going on, but it is so minimal that I can't even think of an instance where it wasn't just an annoyance, but it was a problem. Like I just can't think of that. And so what I think is interesting is if there is something going on, I think that a lot of times we will directly address it. So like I'll get on the phone with someone or get on a Zoom. That is very, very rare. But I also think that I love as a boss to keep a pulse on like the team culture. Like how are people feeling? Even last night, someone wanted to set up a meeting with one of my team members and that team member right now is sick and her daughter is sick. And I was like, Hey, I really want to do this meeting, but I am protecting this team member right now because I know that she's already overwhelmed. Life is happening. Let's circle back next week and we can set something up. But I do not want to add anything else to our plate right now while she is sick and recovering. And so I feel like oftentimes I'm like the keeper of the team energy. And I also am super protective of my team. And so if there are projects going on and I know someone is already overwhelmed, I will pause things because again, we're not working out at this place of urgency and let that team member recalibrate, catch up, get up to speed, whatever that looks like before putting more on their plate. And so it's this work culture of deep respect and open communication that I think really helps us avoid team conflict on a very high level. I think it's really powerful to have a team that has that respect for one another, that love, that appreciation, and that communication. And I think that really helps you avoid any problems. So it was really cool on our team retreat to just watch how everyone meshed and melded. Like we have a really diverse team. We have different ages. We span two decades. We have different stages of life. We have people who are single. We have people who are married with four children. We have people who are divorced. Like we have a very interesting team that provides this deep level of like empathy and understanding and openness. And we all recognize that we can learn from each other. And I think that that is so powerful and so beautiful. So hands down, spending money on a team retreat was worth every penny and more. I think the next team retreat will probably do a little bit more work now that we all know each other and are comfortable with each other. But I loved it. It was amazing. And it was so valuable and just really, really, really special. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Thank you so much for your questions about creating a team culture. I am honestly, as a leader, so proud and humbled and honored to be surrounded by this community, both my team, but also including you. For so many years, it was just me. Like I did it all alone. I wore all the hats. I did whatever it took. And now like I honestly can't believe that I have the privilege of working with some of the most amazing women. It is not lost on me that there is this whole full circle moment that happened on our team retreat when I dusted off my camera, took my team's headshots and recognized that 
starting with just a camera and me doing all the things all the time turned into something so much bigger, something that allows us to impact millions of people. And I'm so thankful that I am no longer doing it all alone. If you are still in that season of waiting or of hustling or of dreaming, keep on digging your biggest goals. I promise you the life you have ahead of you is far better and bigger and more rich than you could ever imagine. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.